And so just so. I want to see. I want to see too. The Cape uh, Envy. Just saying. That what DC chose Nixon. Where'd you? <laughs> Australia. Dan Anda. And why do they just feel the need to tweet Spider-Man's balls? We're not on Reddit's visible radar yet. So. <laughs> KFC is making a game where you can date Colonel Sanders. What is Triforce? So, uh, are we actually rather, live? Yeah, we are live now. Rather drastic turn of events, which leads us. We've down. now been halved. Yeah, we've been. Uh, the old man had an emergency; he had to step out for us. So we're just going to keep going with the Purjangers and Wallhangers podcast number fifty-nine. It is, uh, we call ourselves the Triforce Podcast. We're going to start on. with a moment of silence for Kelly. He's not dead. He's not he, dead. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just uh, not here. He's got stuff. Absolutely, yeah. He's, uh, once again, this, the Triforce is a bit scattered, but then again, so was it when it came down to Link in uh, Ocarina of Time. Triforce was scattered amongst everybody, and uh, it was down is to the Link. Thing working? Yeah. There we go. You always got to have a test. It's good to test a little bit. It is good to test. So, uh, all things aside, uh, us being the Triforce Podcast, you can find us here at pjwh.com. Here you see all of our latest podcasts. Spider-Man, Friends with... Friends, because I misspelled it. Friends with Spider-Man, Tragic Plasma Rifle Accident, and uh, podcast number 57, we're Spider-Fluid. It's a new meaning to One Up Me Too. And then following up the rear is Stop Hunting Connor Yoga Decide. Here at Podcast <laughs> Protectors Warhands, you can find all our audio podcasts, uh, YouTube page here. You can find about us with more members, bios uh, about to come out. We're totally coming. And uh, of course, if you want to contact us, just click on the contact page, put your name, uh, email, and what your message is. It's going to go to our Gmail account, pjnwh at gmail.com. And you can find us there. And I want to throw a big shout out here to this new local Delco business, A1 Beerborn. Stopped in there getting a few yinglings to kill for the podcast. And uh, of course, uh, uh, Najir Patel, he is uh, an owner in there. And I've walked in there. It's uh, 4117 Edgemont Avenue, Brookhaven, Pennsylvania. They have Heineken Zero, they have Ooh. a whole bunch of your great favorites for low prices and it's a good delco business we're working on doing maybe a live podcast from there eventually so obviously an adult podcast deserves an adult uh, live cast and a couple things we've been playing one thing obviously Mm -hmm. uh old man he set us up with uh anthem I've been playing through a little bit of it. You've been playing through a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Anthem so far? So far, a weak story, but it's kind of got fun gameplay. The so gameplay is good, man. It's you have your. It is Iron good man if you robot. overlook the whole story. Yeah. Now we both picked That's Storm, good. but you also get the because of the cape interceptor. You get a, you get a cape. What? No, I didn't pick it just for the cape. Even I though picked you it see for the cape above me here. It will if. I can actually move over a bit. But here you see, right here, my character in Greedfall, um, the other game I've been playing, and I, I, I went out and bought that cape because I saw you could have a cape. <laughs> so I'm not above <clears throat> the cape uh, envy. Yes, a good, good cape. Podcast. <laughs> cape, cape envy. Cape envy. But um, 
Great game, man. Greedfall comes in at 50 bucks. Anthem it was, was free. free. And it's free if you're an EA Access member, which is why Old Man relinquished one of his copies to Anthem. So if you're an EA Access member, you can play Anthem for free and give your hard copy to your friend who was too cheap to buy it. Yes. That's exactly why you have friends. But uh, I gotta tell you, man, Greedfall is a really great game. Mm. It's like mixing Assassin's Creed with a little bit of The Witcher Three, and uh, a, a, it's a good story. It has mm-hmm. it has the beasts and monsters of Witcher Three, and it's very much an Assassin's Creed kind of feel. Certain things in the graphics look great, like you see here with the water, as well as the wood grains. However, people's faces look good texture texture wise. The voice acting is a bit off. And I, you saw it when I popped it on the big screen here when we were playing mm-hmm. with the Steam link. Obviously, Steam right there. Uh, you can find me. Infamous Matman is my handle. But, I mean, Greedfall, great game as long as you don't mind a little bit of bad voice acting because it overcompensates with the combat. The mm-hmm. combat is very Dark Souls. It's intricate while, while being simplistic at the same time. There's a good a range of play styles with, uh, you know, a rogue, a warrior, and a mage. And you can go through the story how you want, reacting to things how you want. Mm-hmm. And it's very much about player choice. So we reported about it when it started to announce. And this game is being, you know, it's, it's, it's doing a really good job of uh, exactly what it needs to be. Exit all that out. And uh, Starting up. Yeah, man, this podcast is started sponsored. This section of the podcast is sponsored by Rip Studios. Rip Studios, uh, Tales from the Morgue, Episode 1 and 2, you can find at their website, www.ripstudios.com. Uh, here we have a little bit of anime news to start off the nerdy news segment. I go through every week, try to find the good chunky bits of nerdy nerdydom. That's a word. That, Season uh, four for My Hero Academia. Cool part about Simul Dub. Uh, My Hero Academia season four. Fans are clamoring for it. It's looking to be a hell of a season. Uh, the My Hero fans are getting pumped because the fourth season is coming on Simul Dub, which means the subbed and dubbed versions will kick off simultaneously October 12th and that's also not only US, Canada, UK, Ireland, Australia but Japan as well. The show's going up and uh, it's going up on Hulu and Funimation now same day. So that's a really big thing especially since they did it with past seasons. So it's up to the American dub. They usually fall behind in the count. So okay. if you don't mind reading the episode, I do. you'll get better voice acting out of the Japanese sub. A master's degree, I spent 10 years doing nothing but reading. <laughs> so. But the dub. Whatever these words are up here, I'm going to need you to. But dubbed is the way to go sometimes, especially if you just want to go through an anime. I'll have the anime on and I'll be looking up news and I'll have the dubbed version on. And it's still. it's If you're intently watching it, the subbed version, you get the actual direct tra- translation from the Japanese, okay. which is a little bit filtered down when you get into the subbed version. So you can get a little bit more story wise. So I'm more mm-hmm. of like a story head, so that's why I go sub now. With a lot of the big new ones. 
Offer Me uh, from Common to uh, Strong uh, World's Strongest is a new anime that's out there that's really good, kind of like Rise of the Shield Hero. But if you're into My Hero Academia, uh, the show is Justin Burner, the voice actor for Midoriya, actually went through uh, one of the panels of stuff, and he says that the show's growing up with Deku. So it's exploring tones that are maybe a bit grown up. Okay, so it's, okay. it starts off with a kid. So it's going to be rated X. Yeah, he's not quite getting a blowjob quite yet. Oh. Um, it's more along the lines of there's a lot more villains and there's a lot more. The stakes have never been higher than what they're going to be this season. So especially on the heels of all the developments of last season, which really started to evolve the characters and make them start to come into their own and where they're going with their heroes because they're kind of junior or sophomore level heroes at this point. Okay. And now they're coming into their junior year really trying to find out who they are as a hero. They're coming out and doing licensed hero missions. Is that the show with the main character who has no powers whatsoever? Yep. Okay. And it, it's the story of how he becomes the world's greatest hero because he inherited his power, much like, you know, inheriting your father's wealth. Okay. Or so it doesn't have any wealth. No. But he's trying to prove himself. This anime really doesn't need to prove itself in my eyes. Demon Slayer. Essentially, this one's about a uh, feudal level uh, style Japan, rather. Feudal style Japan comes out, and, and there's vampires. Okay? It's not a burglar, it's the old man. Uh, Demon Slayer is the anime you should be getting on because the TV series has become uh, a go-to for show and fans. And entering is the old man. I'll let you take over the helm here. Uh, we're talking Demon Slayer. We already we just talked about My Hero Academia Season 4 getting the uh, simuldub for this season. The girls will be happy. Yeah. And Hulu and Funimation having that series, which is good because there was a split between Funimation and uh, what was it, VRR or VRV, Crunchyroll and yeah, VRV and all that. And so there's, it was, I wasn't sure where it's going to lie, but it looks like a lot of anime is still coming to Hulu, which is great. As well as if you really can't find what you want on Hulu or Netflix, you can just. Go to the internet and find what else. The, the interwebs. Yeah, you, I might have a tab open in the top here, which could kind of hint you. But uh, Demon Slayer, the Stars T season two, while at the Madman Anime Festival in Melbourne, uh, Australia, Dan Anda. Thank you. Is that near outer space in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> that it is. They have shows same side joke uh, that are about Batman. Oh, to continue. On. <laughs> but Demon Slayer is a really good show about vampires in feudal Japan and how they're going to uh, this main hero Tajiro. His sister gets uh, bitten uh, by a vampire who can turn people into vampires. Right, so. She is trying to quench her bloodlust because of her love for her brother and her family. She doesn't want to kill humans. And then one of the Demon Slayer Corps, you know, retired generals, finds him and he trains him and he puts a hex on her so that any human she sees as a member of her family so she won't eat the blood. And that's where we kind of leave off with the premise of it and they're teasing okay. at a season two. We hope you enjoyed Demon Slayer. Tanjiro's story 
will continue. So, no official word as to whether it did get an approval for season three, but they're saying it will continue in some fashion. Pause the ad. David Keith. Pause button. You know. You know him and you love him. David Keith would love nothing more than to return as Goliath. Keith of David. Gar- yeah. Keith, Keith David. Not David. Oh, there Keith. you go. In a Gargoyles uh, TV series. So. Keith David is also. He was also in Saints Row. And oh, yeah. He has a huge. He's done so much voice acting for video games. But he says this is one of his favorite t- uh, roles that he's done. I remember that one, girl. That was a good one. They had about. It's. It, First debuted October 24th, 1924, with a total 78-episode count. That's including the first two seasons. Yeah, he did it again. 1924? 1994? Yeah, 1994. Okay. I was going to say, 1924. I'm doing the math. October 24th. Say, there we go. There we are. Kind of in my uh, auctioneer voice. But October 24th of 1994, with a total episode count of 78 (laughs) episodes. Two first seasons, and then a Goliath's... uh, Chronicles, which is when he went in time and shit like that. And yeah, yeah. Went and saw other gargoyles. That's one of those ones up. where they did time travel rather well. There's this yeah. villain with the thing, and he goes back and he helps himself get the thing. And then the old kind of bootstrap really like watching TV. TV. Hey, speaking of your childhood, and what's the story about Disney Plus? Yeah, will have nineties. Pause it. I, and now it just takes me there. No, just let it pl- let the ad play out and go. There we go. Okay. You can't you can't avoid it. We'll just wait until the ad's done. Nobody likes Chevy anyway. There you go. X. So Disney Plus is going to have '90s uh, cartoons that you love, like Fantastic Four, Spider Man, X Men, Incredible Hulk, launching hopefully with Disney Plus in on November 12th. Here's what I'm saying. There was a soft launch, which is where we're getting this tweet from, in the Netherlands. Netherlands, they went on there. There's another tweet if you scroll oh, down that to where you'll series. see right... Keep going up so they can see it. Keep going up. There you go. Down a little. Right there, you see Spider-Man, the animated series, and X-Men, the animated series, hopefully coming at launch, because that's very smart. The two very other biggest I animated series. I love whole series. And they were Just already on Netflix at one point, right? Both and of them... I know Batman's on Amazon. Yeah, Batman's on Superman's on Amazon. I know that Spider-Man and the X-Men, they they serve stories, sort of. Spider-Man came in the X-Men, a couple of episodes. They had a good crossover, especially since you have Fantastic Four, Iron Man, Avengers, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Spider-Man Unlimited, as well as Silver Surfer. And more. They have uh, in the original tweet like seventy nine. I thought uh, Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Woman is seventy nine. Spider Man to ninety four. Spider Man of eighty one. Spider Man and his amazing friends. All these titles coming to Disney Plus. We'll say eventually. I think that's a smart move. Just like DC DC did with their online streaming universe. Remember, remember they bought everything. And why are they tweeting? Ninety two to ninety five was was the, like the epitome because you had X Men, you had this. Oh my god! Yeah. Saturday morning cartoons on Fox, man, it was awesome. And why do they just feel the need to tweet Spider Man's balls? Um, <laughs> it was just the <laughs> caption of it. There you go. It's not. Oh, okay. It's just so they weren't going for a. This is what Spider Man's nuts look like. <laughs> yeah, it's they're not just going for Spider Man's balls there. Oh, okay. Um, 
Spider-Nice. I'm just, I just want, you know, trying to help the giant mouse save some face there. So, much like the uh, <laughs> meme I tweeted out here, as soon as, uh, you know, Feige opens his mouth, the Marvel fans feel like they're speaking to God. And what are we talking about here? Kevin Feige teases the first family. I'll give you these 15. 15. The 10. 10 commandments through which to <laughs> <laughs> So, Moses Feige is... Uh, oh, I didn't even hit the phone number. We'll hit it at the end. Uh, Moses Feige is, sat down during the ga- Saturn Game Awards... Or the, not Game Awards, but the Saturn Awards. He has a special message that you can see here. Um, in English, possibly? It is in English. It is... Kevin Feige's message is in English. Because he has a English? scene from Iron Man where Fury uh, mentions at the end of Iron Man when he's going to talk to Tony Stark... He mentions a radioactive spider bites and mutants running around. So that's one of the deleted scenes from Iron Man that Feige released from the vaults. But behind him, if you go up to the tweet, apparently you see the Fantastic Four number one comic behind him. And people think that's an Easter egg as to what's coming up next with the first family. Hmm. So I I really hope that we get a fantastic... Good, fantastic. Can we define first family? It's not going to be about Trump. It it's not uh, no. It's it's not the founding fathers of America, and it's not Trump. It's not seventeen seventeen seventy six. No, it's It's not Reagan on a Velociraptor. Marvels. Yeah, Marvels. Hey, (laughs) I didn't realize that. Reagan on a Velociraptor. Not many people remember the American Australian Wars when we had to bring out the Velociraptors. I didn't realize (laughs) I had to. Actually, define what first family I was talking about here when it's a Marvel Kevin Feige story. But yeah, I figured we could take that one anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It It was an open door, right? But this is big, man, because you got X Men and Fantastic Four coming in. Obviously, people have already speculated X or Fantastic Four for a 2022 release date for the. I'm just saying that DC chose Nixon. We're <laughs> on a Velociraptor with an RPG holding an SMG. Marvel fans choose Reagan. I'm not picking <laughs> Reagan the title, but we may have some. We may have a portion of it. <laughs> but uh, Feige's uh, office addresses this. I think that this story could lead to a, a nice movie down the line. But here we see that rumors speculate from geeks worldwide. The, the Silver Surfer movie is in the works as well. That kind of uh, scroll up so they can see the surfer. Uh, it kind of goes with Marvel's cosmic attention that they wanted to bring with the next couple phases. They want to shoot attention. They're saying that Galactus is going to be the ultimate big baddie as well as Doctor Doom. I, I bringing in X Men and really Fantastic Four. That's a good idea. A really good Galactus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who I want doing it? William Neeson. No, no, like directing it. Oh, oh, oh. Right. <laughs> I, I, I kind of think Liam Neeson would be a good collector. <laughs> I'm going to find your world now. Because I have a, a specific gut that only can be quenched by planets. I will find you. Or maybe no one will. One you never know. All he has to do is stand there, really, in front of a green screen and hold a planet like Cookie Monster. Give me, give me Kevin Smith doing Galactus. Galactus Monster. Bam! No, because that's what that on a T-shirt. It's fan art. Then, (laughs) (laughs) 
loopholes. Love loopholes. Lula loopholes. This is what I wanted to bring apart to, though. Adam McKay, Philly's own Adam McKay, expressed interest in doing a Silver Surfer movie. Uh, it looks like back in I don't know who that 2018, is. he was uh, Step Brothers, as well as a lot of uh, couple movies that Will Ferrell was partnered with. Yeah. He actually helped Will write. So Step Brothers, amongst others, that Will was involved with. Adam McKay was in the backgrounds helping this. And he also co-wrote a little movie that you might have seen. I don't know. It's uh, Ant-Man. So he's already got his toes wet in the Marvel Universe. Give him Silver Surfer. I think you got a good movie there. Especially when you bring in the first family, Fantastic Four. As well as the huge. <laughs> it'll be it'll be great. It'll be the best silver surfer ever. <laughs> but Norrin Rad may be coming a little bit further out than this next story. Doctor Strange, uh, Doctor Strange writers confirm the plot and villain of the next uh, Doctor Strange movie. So writer C. Robert Cargill revealed the, during a post-screen Q&A that he and director Scott Derrickson already began mapping out the film. He says that Nightmare will be the villain, and they haven't laid the groundwork yet. However, Nightmare will be involved with uh, Baron Mardo defending... He finds himself the natural, the natural law defender and the natural order of things. So he kind of thinks that he's going to have a little say into what uh, Nightmare is going to be doing in this mm. madness of the multiverse. So it's interesting. We know Wanda's going to be in there. It's going to lead into like events of WandaVision and everything else. I think this is shaping up to be another at least seven. I think it's going to top the last one. $677 million is what the last one made. I'd see it at least of, at about seven. Especially with all the talent and the good plot line right so there. So who is this not by? <laughs> this is not by Kevin Gunn. <laughs> no? We're talking James Gunn and his Suicide Squad. As you can see, uh, it's via da- Viola Davis, Margot Robbie, and uh, Joel Kinnaman are going to be reprising the roles as Harley Quinn, Amanda Waller, and Rick Flagg. Uh, as well as Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang will be returning for the Suicide Squad. Uh, you see, Steve Agee is rumored to be playing King Shark. So I think Idris Elba, that's an interesting one, because they were saying he was going to be replacing Smith, Will Smith's Deadshot. However, there's also a rumor that he's going to be possibly Deathstroke, because uh, they have Storm Reed reportedly as being cast as Elba's character's daughter. So. Um, with Elba, there's wow. also a, that was some helmet on that last that's one. Polka Dot Man. Um, he's getting a bit ahead. Peacemaker is what John Cena is re- supposed to be revised as. Well, you want Steve Agee as King Shark, mm-hmm. and uh, you have Ratcatcher as well as some girl. There we go. Uh, David Dashman yeah, is uh, Polka Dot Man. Daniel McCour is Ratcatcher. John Cena is Peacemaker. And Takiti Wakiti, uh, Peter Capaldi, and Nathan Fillion's roles have not been announced. However, they have been announced for it. And if you go out of here and you go up to the story, you see all the cast members of the, here we go, of the Suicide Squad. Pete Davidson, Storm Reed, Gene Diego Bato, uh, Julio Ruiz, uh, Alicia Bar- Barag, and there's a lot of names here, but here's the thing. A, a lot of these names may, may be what they call cannon fodder. 
So a lot of them are going to be probably going to be dead because James Gunn, when he announced all these names, he said, "Don't get attached." So he's probably going to pull a Robert Kirkman here and kill all, make you love somebody and really kill. She them all was awesome in. Uh, there's a show called uh, Queen of the South on USA. That's actually a really good show. If you like okay. to drug pick Kingpin show, that's really. I don't think I get USA. I mean Nathan Fillion and John, and Peter Capaldi. They're they're the roles where I'm like, who the hell are you playing? And then Rooker, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, how could you not have Michael Rooker in something? Why not? But James Gunn, man, I'm looking forward to the Suicide Squad. Uh, supposed to be filming soon. Here you see Takiti Takiti Wakiti maybe, which is Rustin, uh, which is one of the onslaught. Which may, there may be two groups. Maybe that's why there's so many names. That this is going to be the kind of uh, civil war, if you will, of the onslaught versus the Suicide Squad. And Peacema- uh, Peacemaker, which is John Cena's character, is supposed to be, or not Peacemaker, I'm sorry, Bronze Tiger. That was the other character that uh, Indris Elba may be. Okay. To where he's the hero that kind of keeps them all in line, which is along the lines of the comic that they're drawing from. So that could be good. Like uh, this next story, a couple people may be interested in a little thing called Venom 2 that's shooting uh, now. November 25th, it's going to start uh, underway under the title Fillmore. So Andy Sykes is going to be in the director's chair. Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams are coming back for Venom 2, as well as Woody Harrelson reprising his role as Cletus Cassidy. Going to get a little Venom carnage action. My question to you for this one is, do we see a Spider-Man cameo or not? Tom Holland's in the universe. This is the first film they're coming out. Do you give him an end credit scene entrance? Do you give him like a 15 minute end scene like in you know Cap- uh, Captain America Civil War? How do you introduce Spider-Man? Because these are two Spider-Man's hugest villains right here. And this, you can't avoid the opportunity that would be them introducing them into this universe. They need to slow burn this. <clears throat> Focus on building the story you know, the of, of Brock. Welcome, Sean. Sean Ennis. America. America. Go Flyers. Um, if they do it right, get like if you're gonna if you're gonna introduce Tom Holland as Spider Man, either the last five minutes or an end credit scene. Yeah. 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 That's I mean that's really the only way I see it. I don't see him as just like, Oh hey guys, I'm Spider Man. You guys are in San Francisco now, huh? Like Or just make it so like it's Tom Holland as Peter Parker, not as Spider-Man. Yep. And he's just, you know, always showing up mm-hmm. when those villains are around. Yeah. He could just be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in this universe and just have a cameo in the end. Maybe he's visiting. But he doesn't need the... Because he's trying to get away from Iron Man. Because he's trying to take yeah. a photograph. Yeah. He's exactly. running away from the MCU. <laughs> it's exactly what he's doing. So, the next story is uh, one that people called a little bit ago. J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot reportedly closed a massive five-year deal with Warner Media. Now, this is the thing, man. In this day and age, that's pretty... Uh, uh, it's running through 2024. awesome for, for him to... He's going to have that deal. everything Warner Brothers, which is DC. He is helming their universe, which includes TV, film, games, digital content, Bad Robot Games Division is developing large end indie games for PC, mobile, and So what was the first first major IP that you saw him redo and came out better than the previous iterations? 
Well, Star Trek was impressive. It was. Mm-hmm. Star Trek was, the, especially the first one, the second one with Benedict Cumberpatch was amazing. Mm-hmm. They made a third one, right? They made a third one. I didn't watch the third one yet. It's still good. It's still. I'd still watch it because it has Netflix that franchise. Or, uh, Amazon? One of those. It's on one of them. But that, that opening scene. And apparently he did Mission Impossible as well as Cloverfield. He, he did. But that opening scene with with uh, Hemsworth yeah. sacrificing himself, that, that was like. Oh, oh my God, man. It's he does film right. Yeah, in Star Trek he used a bit too much lens flare, but he's a good storyteller. He knows how to do fan and he service did Super right. 8. Remember, remember Super Eight? Yeah, he did do Super Eight. Yeah, he's just an excellent filmmaker, and I don't see. And even I guarantee you that I I liked Force Awakens. Okay, I guarantee you I will like The Rise of Skywalker. JJ was involved in both of them. Rowan Johnson was in the middle, which. Yeah, you can see it as a flub or not. I'm not here to argue that. You argue with Star Wars fans. Our comments are going to be flooded with negative, hateful email, and then the third one down is going to be F the Jews. So we don't need to go down that road. We're not we're not on Reddit's visible radar yet. So (laughs) you know, downvote that if you wish. We still won't be as bad as EA. No, no, we won't. But it's still following the same cadence as the first, as the yeah. original trilogy. Yeah, and I just see with all JJ's experience right now, him helming Warner Brothers, and there are a lot of good titles. He has a very diverse resume with everything that he's done. Seeing him helm Justice League, giving us a Justice League reboot that with a good cyborg, like Doom Patrol cyborg. One little, one little uh, nugget of information is like in. Um, the Last Jedi. You realize that that uh, Luke never touched Ray. Yeah. So he could have been. A he force could have always been a force projection. And now we're going to see him back. Actually, back. actually back. Like because we're seeing Palpatine. I really see JJ putting some sneaky uppercuts in there, which are just going to just tear your heart out as Tiger. well as just make Tiger. Your, you know what I mean? <laughs> I see JJ as a fan getting to play in this toy box. You know what I mean? And I don't see anything wrong with it. So him getting Warner Brothers and the Justice League and everything, I see only good things with JJ here. This one's for you. Don't say I never did anything for you. Okay? What, what is the name of this? So, of for this those story? of you in audio form, Lyndon Ashby is up for returning as Johnny Cage. <laughs> In we quoted Mortal- him so many times. We got him on movie spot <laughs> in the Mortal Kombat reboot. I really don't think it was us, and it's not any official title. But ComicBook.com sat down with Lyndon Ashby, and he's just saying how much he loved doing the first two. Annihilation, he obviously wasn't involved in. No, it was a stand-in because um, he got killed in the first five minutes. Yeah, and. <laughs> uh, he sat down with comicbook.com saying whether or not he would reprise his role, and he says, absolutely, absolutely. you got to hand the franchise off. And I, I kind of agree that. Man. Like, it's not going to be about Sonya Blade. It's not going to be about Johnny Cage. It's, you know, it's going to be more, uh, or Luke Kang, it's going to be about oh, like the Jacks. They have sub-zero. They as as Rating would put it, Earth's Muttiest Heroes. Exactly, Ooh. which they get on that later. But Johnny stay there Cage versus Scorpion? They have, uh, oh yeah, this is the That classic. is an actual good fight. It is a good fight. Yeah. You might as well, while I'm going through the news, you just focus on that. So, he says, 
I've never really watched any of the series. I mean, I know Casper Van Dyne. He's a, he's like I'm Johnny Cage, and I'm like, yeah, okay. So he's still got that kind of cockiness right there from the Johnny Cage, and he's. I mean, how could you not love this scene? I remember when this came out, seeing it in theaters and just thinking, oh my god, this is badass. Like that oh, moment yeah. right there, when apparently it's a serpent, which is just, you know, coming after people. Like, that looks kind of like Tremors. I'm like, what are we, where are we going there? Yep. You know? <laughs> but since then, in the games, we have realized it's actually just a flaming kind of spear chain that comes out of his wrist. Like a portal from hell. There's a lot of hell and Satanism in there with Scorpion. If you want to know the full reboot, just play 9, 10, and then 11, yeah. and you're good to go. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, the next story says... He's got a little bit of funds. Going on with Mortal Kombat here. The Mortal Kombat reboot has officially started filming. Okay. Um, and uh, the okay. uh, Greg Russo right. has tweeted out here, this little snippet here in the tweet. You can go down here. Uh <coughs> May the Elder Gods watch over us. Hashtag, it has begun. So, I'd like to say that that's a good sign that they're actually starting filming. Something tells you. You gotta start somewhere. And now for a taste of things to come. So, not only did he tease this out, uh, Lewis Tan and McCad Brooks uh, tweeted out that it's so fun finding Jax's fighting style, his swag, and his relentless power punches that need to feel like they'd put a fucking hole in a barn. Gotcha! That is the right man playing Jax. When he's tweeting that out, and then you see uh, the other uh, the other guy, which I forget which role he's playing right now, uh, happy to be working with some of the best stuntmen, sensei, and fighting choreography team in the business. Y'all ain't ready. So... I really hope that this is going to be good, man. I hope this is going to be a, a solid film. It releases, releases March 5th, 2021. I was uh, I was playing uh, Injustice 2, and uh, I was just messing Electric around. Electric Boogaloo. I was messing around with Sub-Zero. Okay. And uh, uh, the, he, when he met Black Canary, yeah. he said, Your screams remind me of Sinville. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this next one is not so easy on the palate, but I gotta tell you, it's probably something from Japan. So yeah, yeah, it looks like it. it KFC like it. is making a game where you can date Colonel Sanders. That's right. I'm not bullshitting you. They're really making this game. Nine lovable characters. Yeah, multiple hours of playthrough. Dateable Colonel Sanders. A secret ending. Shh. Secret <laughs> recipes. Cooking battles, battles, battle battles. You know whose alley this sounds right Eleven up? Eleven herbs and spices. Yeah. You know whose alley this sounds right up? Sounds right up mom's alley. Yeah. Oh, earn, secret recipe. Earn a degree from, from a fictional culinary school. How many of these dumb motherfuckers are going to print out that degree? <laughs> and try to get the same people that didn't, didn't spell earn, they said ear. Ear. <laughs> well, you just, you get an extra ear. And that is your degree. Sprout in here, and then there's a trailer. If you want to look at it, they're calling no, like it "Finger Looking Good uh, Dating Sim." Yeah, let's just go forward. So, nine level Final characters, Fantasy. and you'll be able to win the heart of the most famous chicken salesman ever. 
Yeah. New trailer from Final Fantasy VII. You want to click on that, man. This game is looking good. Uh, full screen that. Are they going with the, the same play style? Here's the thing. So the remake trailer launches... Uh, the tra- remake launches March 3rd, 2020. The trailer shows a lot of moments like the cross-dressing cloud scene, revamp uh, versions of the gym minigame, and summoning monsters. Also announced uh, for fans of the traditional combat system, they will be happy that along with the action RPG style that we saw in Final Fantasy XV... So they're not doing the punch in the arm contest. They are also going to have a turn-based combat system called Classic Mode. So you can still have that turn-based combat because some people were giving them flack for being too far away from the original content. So then they just said, fine, here's an option. If you want to play that way, go ahead. Everybody else is going to be over here. (laughs) Because look at this game. How could you? I don't care if you make it episodic. I don't care what you do to this game. I'm buying it. It is everything that you wanted. It's Final Fantasy to its core. You got different there. You got, I mean, so much going on here. That game is just is is going to be. Don't invest in her. Don't invest in her. I don't care what you do. Let her rot. Use everybody else. <laughs> but I have revived. What about my Phoenix Down? Bah, 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 bah. We know where this is going. <laughs> so this is the turn-based combat. After all, yes, <laughs> I have that to satisfy the people who are more traditionalists, who are really sticking by. And now this is the kind of gameplay I want for this. But if they really want to do that, why don't they just install the HD up, the texture pack on the original game for the PC and then... Fuck you, non-believer! Ah, damn it. So the Tokyo Game Show also gave us something else in the news, which is just as... Oh, Amy's watching. No way. Hi, Amy. Thank you for liking the last podcast. This is where it gets weird. Go down to the Hideo Kojima thing. No, we have to mention The 50 minute gameplay demo. So, Death Stranding. He teased uh, that he didn't want to uh, release too much information on Death Stranding because he wanted to release more of the Tokyo Game Show. So, with Death Stranding, believe me, they are speaking all Japanese. I listened to the whole thing. I didn't understand but, like, one word, which was, Hi! That's all I heard. But you just didn't alienated our Japanese listener audience. I gotta tell you, I don't think I've ever seen Japan on our listener list. But you never I know. Saw. Sorry, Japan. We got five listeners. I blame it on the radio. How about you? Full screen. Man. Yeah, full screen. This, but Death Stranding. Try not the full screen. Uh, stuff that guy looks right. like that actor who's demo. Uh, the demo centers around the safe house where the character Sam Bridges can take a break from the supernatural world. According to Kojima, players won't actually play as Sam in the safe house. Instead, interacting with him as a soul. As a soul. You got soul! And you'll be able to command him to do things. And in this, you'll see him like do funny faces and stuff like that. He'll actually direct the soul on stuff that he wants to do. So if you jump around there, this is just a, uh, yeah... He checks his teeth. How how much fun was that for Norman Reedus just doing all that shit in motion capture? You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure. All I made he had to he had to pretend pits. 
Because if you try to be creepy in the shower, he just he knocks the camera and shit like that. Like the BB. This is the interesting part. So he's knocking on the BB, right? There's BB interaction. Baby interaction? Well, it's bridge baby. So okay. he knocks on it, um, and the, there's one point to where the baby actually comes through the glass and jumps at him. I think he would have been too far for that. Was it? Oh, here we go. Watch it. But that's not good for the audio listeners. No, it's not good for the audio listeners. But definitely for audio listeners the, at home, give Tokyo it a check. Game, yeah, the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, and here you see the backpack management. So click on that video. Um, What's well, coming up? There we go. Backpacks are empty here, as we see. And then he'll go through and attach different things to it. So it's very much about uh, like Ark uh, when that first started out, where it mattered to where you put things in your inventory. Like uh, Subnautica did that, as well as H1Z1. Ooh. Very popular premise, but here you see he's putting grenades on his pack. He has a power pack, uh, energy-wise, that like batteries that he puts on there. And there's like little trinkets that you see hanging down there at the bottom. Well, they don't see because my big fat head's in the way, but right here. Put the bottom there, right there. Yeah, but you could bet little trinkets and shit. Yeah. yeah, little like increased bonuses, it's stuff like that. Thing that's in Japanese. You say one yeah. of them's a med pack. Yeah, you get like uh, different packs and stuff that you could put put on there. Now, uh, you're, it also like weight and encumbrance and yeah, and and standard can, RPG elements. On top of doing stuff like this, you can inspect the tools and equipment that he has. Uh, take a shower, like we mentioned before. Take a piss because there's a Japanese element that you really can't avoid with the bodily functions. Um, study up on mission progress because, like they already announced, it's going to be the United States of America. It's a Bridges hat, and you can customize that. There you go, right there for the uh, size. Where you were? Jump forward to the mat. Oh, God, that's horrible. Don't clap, Japanese woman. There you go. That's the map of the United States. This is the game. This is your game, United States, and you are going through it. And I got to say, man, this is a very big venture right now. That's, it's clutch time for them. So that's ambitious. It really is. Even at I hope scale. it's a one-to-one scale. <laughs> I think you're going to be a little bit disappointed. You're not going to find no! yeah, you're not going to find Parkside on that map, but find the house and like come walk in and make an omelet or something. I don't think <laughs> and be on a podcast. And yeah, yeah, boy, would that be us? Wouldn't that be a nice Easter? That'd egg? be a nice Easter egg. There. We just walk. Oh my God, we're doing a podcast. How did Hideo Kojima get that? <laughs> Snake! <laughs> Maybe if he understood English, he would watch. He doesn't. If you uh, look at any kind of interview with him, there is a translator right next to him. So, I'm really impressed with this, and I can't wait, but the... Here you see him a little bit outside, and they keep going on with these different features and stuff. End of it right here. There we go. Walking around the outside. Looks uh, kind of like Montana. But uh, the gameplay, you see the pack. They made it orange. It goes right into Montana the Montana because it's so. desolate, or Montana because there's no one around? I'm going to say both. Okay. I'm going to say both. That fits. They're still my customers, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> they bought propane and propane accessories. Um, but yeah, man, look out for Death Stranding coming up soon, uh, November 8th, for PS4 exclusive. 
timed exclusive. Yes. But they don't say that in the article. <laughs> they know it's eventually coming everywhere else. He teases the project as well. Yeah, man, because he's a masochist and he likes working. So he's already... Now, this is the thing. Kojima tweeted out, polishing the game while preparing for the Tokyo Game Show and promotions after that as well as uh, the next project, I want to become a crab. Crab Simulator, here we come! Yeah, but it's already a game, so he's got to do something different. A Kojima Crab production. Crab Simulator with massive amounts of dialogue. Well, the crabs have to discuss their philosophies of life and whether they should pinch or slash. Yeah. Is it going to be... So what is... Metal Crab Solid? <laughs> You're not even going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> but where the rumor with Keanu Reeves comes in here, because after he actually tweeted this out, he met with Keanu Reeves in the Death Stranding studios. So no word on what the next project is or even if the two are linked. I hope they do. Keanu obviously big right now for his Cyberpunk 2077 premiere with him being like the ghost AI yeah. like I do. I see him doing something with Hideo Kojima. Especially since this is going to be a hit with Norman Reedus and Death Stranding. Especially since they're getting the PlayStation nod first and you know they love exclusive. Well this is also a nod because the fans you know like saw Johnny Silverhand. They made him a mod in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. So The fans in the modding community, nothing puts me past them. I know that they could create probably the best game that you'd ever meet. You'd ever know. And they wouldn't tell you because you're not one of them. Yep. They probably have that game. It's everything you ever wanted in a game. But they're just like, eh, no. And it doesn't start with World of Warcraft. Yeah. They overthrew Twitch for Fortnite now. For World World of Warcraft Classic. So classic clever Fortnite. Yeah. So the people are getting big in the world of war Maybe because they're maybe they're watching the South Park episode. Because vanilla was the way to go, man. Yeah. So uh, this next one is actually a bit of a serious story to where it's not cool if you do this. Do you know about swatting? No. Swatting is happened a lot during like the Twitch community, um, because people like Doctor Disrespect and other people would get people like drive-by shootings and stuff like that. Swatting is different. That's when they call sorry, in what? a threat to your location and they want to see your reaction of the police breaking into your house on camera. Like, it's very popular as, like, a Reddit, uh, like, not Reddit, uh, 4chan okay. kind of a raid. Swatting has always been out there and it's, uh, okay. it's not cool, man. You to This story is actually... It's really sad because it all started with a dollar fifty wager on Call of Duty World War Two. It culminated in the death of twenty-eight year old Andrew Finch, father of two from Wichita, Kansas. Wichita. There you go. <laughs> I like Wichita. <laughs> Wichita. It sounds Wichita. like a it sounds like a Cheetos flavor. You tried the Cheetos Wichita? <laughs> the crunchy ones. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, uh, the Ohio resident, uh, Casey Venner, uh, now 19, lost a bet to Shane Gaskill. After Venner lost, he recruited Tyler Barris to SWAT Gaskill. Gaskill gave an incorrect address to Barris and Venner and taunted them to try some. 
So that That's incorrect. The address was Finch's home. The police were told that Barris was there as a shooter and kidnapping in progress. Upon arrival, police shot and killed Finch, which officers say that his hand was going towards his waistband and they believed he was reaching for a gun. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes for a swatting incident to be putting you in jail. Barris was sentenced to 20 years. Vinner gets 15 months and two years restricted gaming activities. So all because of a $1.50 bet. A man is dead. Two children are now going to have a father. Yeah. And all for what? Because you got mad at a video game. It's absolutely atrocious, but I did want to bring it up because this is a really serious thing. When you're online, so as, you got to realize what you're saying. As a member of the gaming community, I think we should have a vote to re- remove all their gaming uh, activities. Yeah. I think that should. If you're a really despicable gamer, yeah, absolutely. Some kind of a suspension. Forever. Or, or. Lifetime ban, that's it. You can only Google certain words. No games. And you can only watch our podcast. That'll really be torture. <laughs> <laughs> for them, not for me. <laughs> for them, I, I enjoy this really. So okay. definitely, if you if you ever hear anybody swatting and stuff like that, definitely stop. Like these guys, they stop, stop. They're not going to return to creating shorter games. Ubisoft says, uh, according to their CEO Yves Gilmont. Uh, the answer to the question to know where they said there's the scale of like Assassin's Creed Unity to where it's like a very small game and not worth the money. They're not going back to that. They want to be more of an uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey with the occasional Assassin's Creed Unity coming out for it. So you buy the game, you get the DLC, a lot like what they're doing with Assassin's Creed Odyssey now. Yeah. You have the paid DLC to expand the story and keep going. You can still have that original world, even if you're doing like a GTA. Uh, five mm-hmm. DLC content where you're bringing in different people into the world and allowing them to control that same area. That's great. Assassin's Creed also has the educational mod coming out for it, so you can go through and learn all the educational stuff about ancient Greece and the daily life. I mean, I I enjoy games that I can get my money's worth. Like, this is one of them. Sixty this, this hours is, average to complete, and that that's on an average. Assassin's Creed. That's if you're not me and trying to do every little side quest and find every nut and berry that's hot, you know, that's glowing. Well, I I also learned from my wild days of yeah. doing quests in the same areas that have maximized my effort. <laughs> As Deadpool would say, you gotta plan it maximum out. effort. Yeah, you got a you got a mission plan, man. It's very mission planning is important. So, but I always get sidetracked on on. Oh the, yeah, oh yeah. Greedfall. Right now, I'm getting sidetracked like a mother. Because they have, if it's glowing, that's there's something in there that you want. I'm playing um, Assassin's Creed Three right now, and um, I went and I'm doing the, the HD. Yeah, yeah, the, the remake, the then, DLC man. for the the, the tyranny of King George. Okay, oh, I don't know how to play that. Oh, you have to, you have uh, to, because <laughs> that one really was done well. I enjoyed Assassin's Creed Three. I thought it was it was better than Unity, because people trashed Three when it came out, but then they got Unity and they're like, never mind. <laughs> they, they were just mad because, you know, spoiler alert, Desmond Miles died. <laughs> what? I know. See, you just made Link leave the podcast. Sorry Actually, I think he's still looking, waiting for Kelly to arrive. Yeah, probably. It's not going to happen, buddy. We had our moment of silence. We're having another moment of silence for this company right here, GameStop. And 
posted a $400 million loss in last quarter. Look, wow. this is like the horse from that Family Guy out a bit to where he's just like, No, I'm fine. You don't got to shoot me. Look at this. I'm ready to run. This is GameStop right now. They're trying to find their purpose in a digital world. And I'm sorry, dude. This is like the crazy uncle to where you realize he's just your drunk uncle. And he's not that funny once you get older. You need, you need, to, you need to cut your losses. Sell the namesake. Put it through like a different, make it uh, an online only like distributor. Don't they tried to say that they're going to change the culture of the store, and, and that's not selling a lot of pop, uh, Funko pops, and T-shirts, and different memorabilia stuff. And that's but fine, but like it got a little bit of an Amazon. Do do it do it as a connected store, like i.e. Best Buy would actually benefit from from doing it as a connected store. See, back before the internet, Game Informer actually was a niche that you were getting information. You were getting information before everybody else because you subscribed to this Game Informer magazine. Same thing with, you know, a bunch of the ones that came out. Xbox and PC Gamer. Game Informer also, because it was still in the advent of, like, the internet becoming the beast that it is today. Yeah. But... They were former. They got, was, the, they got the uh, the interviews. They got the interviews, but they also had uh, deals with the manufacturers not to put their stuff out like yeah. on the internet for like before they got their story. So yeah. their story broke first, and then they were allowed to distribute it because that was the deal that they made. Yeah, and it's one of those things that it is the end of it. An is era. a lost art. Yeah. It's the end of an era because mm-hmm. you have Amazon, you have Walmart. If you really want to go out and buy a console right now, I guarantee you, you can go to Walmart and buy it. So let's let's go backtrack. So and, and it'll, it'll take very shortly for me. So you had GameStop, yeah. Which then you know, GameStop and EA merged to create GameStop. But yeah, then, because you had your different uh, you had, electronic. Yeah, Electronics Boutique. Yeah, EB. Mm-hmm. EB, and GameStop, and then prior to GameStop, it was Babbage's. Mm. Oh yeah. Wow! Because in between Babbage's and GameStop, so say around, you're still so Say around '98, <laughs> Funko Land was bought by GameStop. Yeah. So Babbage's was '94, which then but was changed and which was the year that Gargoyles came out to bring it full circle. Boom. And then EB EB Games before that was called Games and Gadgets. Mm. Oh yeah, I remember that. And game, no, I don't think anybody really expected GameStop to be as big as they were. I think they're through their entire corporate career because I love going to uh, Electronics Boutique over GameStop. I like, you know, just but I I, I enjoyed I enjoyed EB over GameStop any day. But and Funko Land, people love Funko Land the same amount they loved EB. But then you had GameStop. But it kept, just it, kept all, it kept everybody honest as well. It's true. I mean, even still, you look at GameStop and how they evolved now and the, and the culture that is. You can take that stack of games, both stack of games over there, and you'll get five bucks. Yeah. Because there's no competition Which in the market. is why that stack of games still sits there. Yeah. It <laughs> inf- Not just to prop up the camera. It also enforces collecting, though. Like PC gaming does, because I'm more inclined to keep a shitty game rather than... Re- you know, refunded mm-hmm. because I can visit it later and still get more joy out of it. You're getting that same effect now with. Oh, they can see. Yeah, uh, up a little, they can see the game. There we stuff. go. Logo. 
because they're going out of business. There. Yeah, you want to give them as much attention as you can because RIP to GameStop. The UK. Loot boxes, something or other. They say loot boxes are gambling and should be banned for kids. While some countries like Belgium made loot boxes flat out illegal and banned. The UK Parliament calls it gambling. Uh, The DCM, which is the Department for Digital Culture, Media, and Support, uh, the committee has been undergoing a very thorough widespread inquiry into the psychological effects of gaming uh, and social media on their users and how companies that run these platforms have contributed to these effects. They do say that most gamers have positive experiences in gaming uh, as a majority, but it's the minority that the young people that they're really concerned with. Uh, They're more inclined to get hooked on a game and spend thousands of dollars just on loot boxes is what their concern is for the younger generation. I so can't say I, that's wrong. I have I have two sides of this argument. This is like, yes, these mechanics have been well-designed and, and to prey on human, um, just the, just being greedy. Human, just yeah, being well, human greed. and no one has to incite, incite that response <laughs> to, to get them to buy those loot boxes. I'm not a fan of cookies. Cookies, 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 I'm not a fan of them, so like I refrain. So, but on the flip side, if your 13 year old is sitting there buying loot boxes with an account that you as a parent, you have not locked down. That's the white privilege option. You just have to click that box. That, that's that's the fuck it all option. <laughs> U-K-I-T-O-L. Who spent thousands of dollars on Fortnite? Oh, it wasn't me, Dad. Must have been Consuela the maid. God damn it, Consuela. Hello. It's coming out of the bag. Okay. So, me does now. <laughs> On the game. So the uh, they do say that most gamers are okay, but uh, they are calling out game companies to look at their data and do more to proactively identify value, uh, vulnerable gamers. Uh, the committee says the industry representatives are unwillfully obtuse. Well, I mean, it's 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 like I said, you have. Yeah, the company has to be some some part culpable, and then the parent for these, or or the gamer themselves, has to be yeah. have to be complicit in this. In this oh, well. absolutely! And yeah. it's you have to have an open communication with your with your kid to where when they're getting online, when they're getting into these games, you got to say, hey, if it costs money, guess what, fucker? It's your money. That's why, I, that's why I tell the girls, it's like, do you have a job? No? Okay, can't get the app. There you go. <laughs> Done. <laughs> like, like, I'm paying for your house, like, for you, for your room, <laughs> the electric. Food. You, know, you, I, you I, don't I, understand I how you, much debt you're in right I now. I let you watch the TV. <laughs> I let you use the, the internet that I pay for. Like, I let so, you scrub my you're going to say you contribute, and I'll let you do You're stuff. Fidel Castro. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Your house is healed. Your kids That's all that it is. He also is a big fan of marks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You got like a, you know, fandom goes everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including the communism. 
This one's cool, man. Batman Day. Batman Day? Uh, scroll yeah. into the scroll into the thing. 2019. September 21st is Batman Day. The 80th anniversary of DC and Warner Brothers have announced the event plans for the occasion, including the beaming of the bat signal into the skies and cities around the world. Bum, ba, da, da, bum. Batman's what are the cities that's going to be in? The skyline, man, it's really cool. And they got the this different cities. I really don't think it's anywhere near us. You got New York to be announced, Sao Paulo, oh, okay. London, Barcelona, Paris, Berlin, Tokyo, Mexico right. City, and Los Angeles. So we're a little bit too far away from New York, but oh, they're going to be the closest ones to us. Nah, it's all right. I'm good. Maybe we could talk uh, uh, A1 Beerborn into flashing L and the bad symbol onto their. Uh, Establishment. If you provide we would the bat symbol? Yeah, I imagine that would be the case. So, so if you have a bat symbol you'd like to lend us, just, just there's email CJ and WH at gmail.com and lend us your bat signal. Let's watch the email roll in. <laughs> lend us your bat signal. Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, uh, I am at these coordinates. For the end segment this week. You can just go to the po- uh, to the podcast, not that one. Then we'll get Inception <laughs> and go home. Phone, um, phone. Now the literal button that says home. Down, down, lower, higher, right. This one, there. Yeah. So end segment. I got a good one for this week. Uh, it's on the heels of last week. Last week we did what Joker villain would you be? You weren't here. It was just the two of us. And now I want to expand this one. What DC universe villain? Would you be? I would say give me a top three. Because I'm going to go Lex Luthor. Okay. I'm going to go Sinestro. And then I'm even going to go. Ooh. Darmamu. No, that's. That's Marvel. That, that, um, that's I'm going to go Darkseid. That's what I'll say. Darkseid. Because Darkseid's OP. Um, Sinestro has the power of the Yellow Lantern and the Yellow Lantern Core. Red Hood. So. Okay. He's technically... Yeah, yeah, technically he had, his, yeah. he had his villain break. Okay, Red Hood. Um, if you want to count it, uh, Superman from Injustice. Yeah, because he was really murdery. Okay. He was real murdery in that. What was the name of that superhero in uh, that Amazon show? Kind of like him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the boys. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly whatever right. that guy's name was. Well, Super America. Hyperion or... is the name. Yeah, no, Hyperion. Yeah, that's the guy you're, you're thinking of. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I don't care enough to remember their names. But, uh, yeah, no, that was a good. That was a good. And then who taught, who taught Batman? That would be Rajagul. Rajagul. Yeah, Rajagul. Like a good Rajagul. Didn't think of that one. Honestly, yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah. he probably would have taken Lex Luthor's spot there. So I'll have to go with uh, the Joker because he really does look like he's having a great time. He always looks like he's having a good time. You can't argue with that logic. He is. You look at any iteration of the Joker, and he is laughing it up. He's Man. having a great time until Batman comes around and whoops some ass. But other than that, bats. Here's <laughs> old buddy duddy Batman. He's always having a great time. So he wants to murder a few dozen people or thousand. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, is yeah. it? Is he really that bad? 
I yeah. once did. Uh, yeah. I read the the whole. Case. The answer is yes. In case of you people yes. watching after <laughs> we see the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, we were like, "They're right. I need to do something." No, you don't need. To no, do no. You need to pick up a phone and dial mental health. That's what you need. But that's neither here nor the, the, the number for crisis will be up here. <laughs> yeah. Above uh, when we remix this. Speaking video. of crisis, my second would have to be Two Face, because. You're never alone, really. <laughs> and here's a mob. His one side is a mobster, so I mean, you gotta imagine one side a lawyer, and his other side, he's got is a lawyer who fights mobsters. So, what's that internal conflict? Another there? never done. So he's like Jim Carrey and Liar Larry. He's like, what are you doing? I'm kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got Joker, Two Face. I guess I'll go Raja Ghoul. Raja Ghoul, the other one that I was thinking. I was going to go with uh, the Riddler, but. Riddler, but. Mm, God. I think we went really, with the. Uh, let's be honest. He's, he's, he's the nerd of the, of the villains. Yeah. Nobody really likes yeah, but the but Riddler. See, he's, he's, he's so smart that he's. But when you insane. say the Riddler. Like, when you say the Riddler, I think Jim Carrey. Yeah. That. Not. Good like, Riddler. Just like my Sam Raimi Spider Man, like with the su- spider sacks. The Spider Blue <laughs> like I would totally be that <laughs> media version of Spider Man. Same thing with like animated version of Clayface. <laughs> yeah. Only when I get my Venom suit, which I will. Uh, I'll have a fourth movie. That's how interesting of a Spider Man I'd be. Spider Man's fucking a stripper <laughs> with his spider fluid. Anyway, but um, I, w- I would like to also add in there as a kind of wild card is Clayface, because that's the one villain that I really want into like Matt Reeves, uh, Batman. Doesn't he melt at the end? I mean, Clay, mm. well, he's Clay, so there. Yeah, there is scientific water. You're gonna want to there, but he could change into anybody, man. He's one of those morphic characters that could really kind of just throw in any kind of a wrench into that whole detective conspiracy that they're doing. Yeah, I mean... Because I... whoever done it, you know it's not going to be Catwoman or the fucking Penguin. I guarantee you. They may have had a hand in it, but they're not going to be the ultimate mastermind. I can see, like, Clayface or even given, getting somebody else not being in there that actually <laughs> Raja Ghoul or even, you know, somebody else. Uh, Mr. Freeze. Speak, whatever happened to like one villain? I think we're above that though. I think that one villain, yeah, for like an uh, origin film, you can you can go good with that because you don't want it. You don't want a lot of focus everywhere. With a second film or a third film, you want uh, multiple villains because they're coming into their own and they're really gaining a lot of uh, sense of control over their powers. And you don't want to make it too easy. Having Batman a second person have, adds in another plot. Batman uh, doesn't have no. powers. Yeah, but Batman's an ultimate detective with okay. an immense wealth and technology who's smarter than the average bear. Okay. Smarter than yeah. Yogi Bear. We don't really need seven villains and one Batman. One or two, let's, let's not go. But smarter when it's a detective comedy... Bear. Well, not comedy, but when it's a detect, that would be. We a don't need. <laughs> we don't need poison ivy and Bane. When it's a direct and Mister Freeze thriller, you and Two Face, you need and you need suspects for him to hash out the detective. Just, just FYI, just remember because okay. remember there is a there is a comic storyline of Batman 
defeating all of Justice League because he could. Yeah, and he <laughs> always has a, he has a way to defeat everybody just in case. Like Superman, he has a whole bunch of kryptonite shit, kryptonite pocket pussy, kryptonite bullets, like for his lonely nights without Lois. What do you what? I didn't write it yet. Um <laughs> <laughs> but he also has stuff to b- take out Blue Beetle, and that's a, a key point to like most animated films. They have at least that point of, hey, you know, Batman knows how to kill you, right? Yeah. So, Batman can have that kind of overlooming Big Brother kind of thing about him. <laughs> that was a visual cue for you on the audio form, but that is uh, that's the podcast, eyes. man. We have. My pick of Lex Luthor, Sinestro, and what was the third one? <laughs> I'll say Clayface as my third one. Um, <laughs> Joker, Two Face, and I have Raj a problem with Rajal Ghul, Rajal Ghul, Red Hood, Red Hood, Hood, and your third one. What was your third one? Yeah, I'm having a brain fart now. Uh, listen we'll to go audio. with the Joker because he's just having a great time. <laughs> yeah. He's all about having fun. Just like us here at Pajangers and Wallhangers. And uh, thank you, everybody, for checking out Podcast 59. We always want to thank Kevin. And we also want to thank Amy Lynn Tucker, Nestle34, and Carolyn Mickle uh, for liking last week's podcast, episode 58, Spider Friends. Uh, Friends, Friends with Spider-Man and Tragic Vice Morales Rifle Accident. Uh, Caroline also liked 57 and 56. 57, where Spider Fluid, that's a new wa- meaning to one-up me too. As well as uh, we uh, Stop Hunting Connor, Yogurt Aside. So thank you everybody for following and for watching and listening. I am Matthew Bucarell, the Matman. To my left is Stephen Bucarell, Big Brother. And to my right is one Mr. Christopher Bristow, the old man. Sleeping by my side is our trusty mascot, Link, the hero of time. Thank you all for watching and listening. We'll see you next week, boys and girls. Game on! Bye-bye! Not many people remember the American-Australian Wars when we had to bring out the Velociraptor. Extra pack on the original game for the PC and then... Fuck you, non-believer! Ah, uh, like one word, which was hi. Oh, hi! To buy those loot boxes. I'm not a fan cookies. of Because this is where the meat and bits come from. Is the podcast uh, beginning? So the meat and bits. The meat and bits. The giblets of the podcast. Yeah. Happened right here. <laughs> so we got audio, video going. That's cool. Uh, we kill yinglings. And we need a good uh, a good place to go to, especially since 24 pack of yingling, 21 bucks, man. And I own the building. Up. He moved. Oh, to so that's all you got to say. I moved to Parkside. <laughs> I own the building. My brother's starting I own the building. He does it here. and this is He does it here, so I sat on the couch. And mm. now I'm part of the podcast. They call me Big Brother. Tell you, the first thing in the morning is the time to do it. Every other time of the day, I do a 2v2. Yeah. yeah first thing when I get up, I do a match or three. Or you do your war. 
Do a match or two. I got to do a war, but we have 11 hours to do it, so I'll probably wait till after the podcast. And yeah. Lumberjack Rush, I really enjoyed that. Uh, where that is the Lumberjacks going? Yeah, man. Yeah, they tried the uh, Archer, where they, you do mm. the Archer Rush. Yeah. I kind of like all of them. They got the 2v2 touchdown challenge right now, and the touchdown challenge is always good for a nice time. It is. It's a good. Uh, it's a good thing out of the normal. I just can't. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I'm at uh, four thousand sixteen trophies right now. The underscore Matman. Um, <laughs> it's. I like how they have the same characters there. Characters are good. They got some nice character design. Like I'm not a very big fan of the fishman, the fisherman. Yeah, the fish. Eh. He pulls the... Uh, it's so annoying when you fucking face him and he's just pulling somebody where you don't intend for them to be. Yeah, yeah. Fisherman and uh, Tornado. That Those two together... I do kind of see what... Dan was the big guy that was here. Yeah. He says about the freeze. Yeah. I, I'm not too fond of the freeze. Freeze, yeah. Albert. And the level 11 giant seriously mm-hmm. kicks ass. He's going to get to the end and he's going to fuck you up. Actually, I finally got Lumberjack. Mm-hmm. I cut this. But up. I got a lot of cards that are like leveling up that I don't use. Yeah. So, like, yeah. why spend the coin unless it's like I need it, like, like uh, Three Musketeers? I don't, I'm not going to ever use that. I'll level them it's up. It's too for... overpowered for, like, yeah. No, I'll... it's too under, it's too weak. One fireball gets rid of all of them. Yeah. You have fireball. You always have protection against them. Okay, so... <laughs> what a surprising turn of events. Didn't expect that to happen. Stinky, they're not coming, buddy. Come on back here, Bubba. I need you for Philippines. <coughs> no, he's got to come back. Okay, so we will go live. And Link will worry. Alright, another one in the books. We get up off the couch. And then stop, and then stop, stop the podcast.